You've selected a show from the Podcast Jukebox, a DIY podcast network. Welcome back. It's been a minute, but we're happy you're here. If you're new to the show, be sure to head over to the Podcast Jukebox Network for No Love Lost and Crazy About Kirk merch. Well, I've kept you waiting long enough. Michelle, if you would be so kind. Let's go to the island I would like to see the polar bears. There was a crash and there are others and there are numbers and it all means something supposedly but even though there are times we had to go back. I'm going to give you to the count of ten to take that back. Ten. You nine. Know what? You know what? This okay, podcast, I'm done. This podcast <laughs> means nothing to me. What? <laughs> You're kidding. Will, that has to be a lie, right? Six? <laughs> Welcome back to No Love Lost, the podcast that means everything to me where we break down that is also a lie (laughs) the series lost i'm will lincoln with me as always megan salinas hey everybody and we are gonna break down season four episode nine the shape of things to come it's a big one it is a big one so you know what we needed to do megan we needed a little bit of help if i'm not mistaken you're you're not (laughs) megan who is with us? Who is this man standing sitting here <laughs> next to you? <laughs> this man who came out from the jungle. <laughs> no, uh, we got joining us tonight is the returning guest star champion, the founding editor of Drunk Monkeys, Matt Guerrero. Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah, you you have a person in your house for the first time. <laughs> I've had yet. Yeah, this is the third <laughs> one me and Megan have done yeah. in person, and uh, it's still weird. I'm not going to lie. It's still weird, like, looking people not through a monitor screen. But, um, look, we needed to bring you in. We we, we like to bring you in at least once a season. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And, and look, you owed me. (laughs) (laughs) The last time it was for the classic episode. Uh, um, Jack's Tattoo. Jack's Tattoo. Stranger in a Strange Strange, Strange, Land. Strange Land. Yeah. (laughs) Um... And obviously that's a joke. Look, if you're not going to talk about one of the great episodes of Lost, why not talk about the worst? So I, I was still honored to do that. But now you're here to talk about what I think is one of the great episodes. Oh, yeah. This is like maybe top five, top ten. It is Ooh. so good. So good. Yeah. And this is something I wanted to say about this. Well, well, first let me just say it's written by Brian K. Vaughn and Drew Goddard, so you knew it was going to be a big one. It's funny. I just finished Why the Last Man. This week, for the ah. first time. And you can, all the writing ticks, especially the game of Risk that we'll get to. <laughs> that, but Drew Goddard, I sense Drew Goddard in the, the, the red shirts just getting picked off one after another. That's such a Drew Goddard <laughs> meta moment. You can really feel the writers. <laughs> one of them even had a red shirt. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and of course, it's directed by Jack Bender, the classic Lost yeah. director. It had to be. But, but I want to say this about season four, because I always say season mm. four is my favorite season. Yeah. And going through the season so far, I realize why I say that. Because I think, although not every episode is a home run, Mm -hmm. 
pound for pound, like the good episodes in the season are some of the all time. Like there are a lot of all timers this season. Yeah. The constant is an all time. Mm-hmm. This is an all time. The finale of the season is an all time. Like there are some, and there are and a lot of game changes. It really yes. like it ups the batting average of the mm-hmm. season, and I yeah. think that's why this season has always stayed with me as my favorite. It's the most consistent season. It's consistently good. It doesn't have the high, like, uh, three obviously dips, and, and, and I would say five and, and six is, is all over the place, but it is entertaining. Um, but, Debatable. Yeah, but, yeah, where are the highs? Is that what you're saying? Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, season four, I think, is the most consistently good season, and considering the fact that they were up against the writer's strike, that's a big accomplishment. Ha! I didn't make it up. <laughs> no, yes, yeah. It happens in the middle of this season. And that's part of the reason that there's a lot of craziness with the, the storyline. With Desmond but, especially. Yeah. But yeah. in a weird way, I think like they made it they made it work for them. They really and, did. Yeah. You know, and also this being the first season of where like, hey, we have an end date. Yes. Helps too. Yeah, there's more because, narrative momentum. Yeah. You like feel. let's yeah. move things along. Mm-hmm. So it was fun to watch Lost Again. I was always a fan. But it was really fun to watch this season. And this, I mean, we're going to get to it, but top five episode, top five shocking moment, maybe oh, the yeah. most shocking moment. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure this ended up on a watchmojo.com list totally, <laughs> somewhere totally. yeah. somewhere on the internet. Um, before, before we really dive into it, should I do that thing I do? Do that thing you do. <laughs> If this, for whatever reason, is your first episode of No Love Lost, just a heads up, we could potentially provide spoilers for the entire series. So, uh, if you just decided to jump in for this one episode because you wanted to hear us talk about the shocking moments in it, just a heads up, (laughs) you might want to finish the rest of the series before you come back to this podcast. You have been warned. So... Let's start off the island like we usually do with our flash forward, which I guess, I mean, I guess it was never, it's not like they try to hide it for long that's a flash forward, but I guess in theory you could have watched this and wondered the first time if it's a flashback, even though he's wearing a Dharma parka. Are we past Gion at this point? Was Gion before this where they did the back and forth, like... Have they always been flash forwards, or have they? We they is Gion coming up. I forget. I don't remember. No, who we, Gion we, is. you've done yes. it already. Okay. Yeah, we did. So they, you could, you're right. They could be messing around in time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because at this point in the season, we've had flash forwards and flashbacks. Yeah, but right. usually, if it's a flashback, it's to either catch us up to a character we haven't seen in a while, like Michael, or mm-hmm. um, it's to establish new characters right. who we were meeting for the first time. Or to just completely fuck with the audience, like Gion. Yeah. <laughs> that too. What are we talking about? That's the that's the Sun Jin episode. Sun Jin episode. Oh yes, yes where yeah, where he's in was... a flashback, she's in a flash forward. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Good point. I had no idea what you're talking. about. <laughs> I thought Gion was the name of a person. It is. It is. They're, they're child. Oh. <laughs> you know. You know, the I child could not that they, they forget at the end of the series I so when they just what the die name in the summer. Kid was. Oh no. I'm it's just bad. as bad as them. Yeah, I was going to say, they forgot. Luckily, guess what? You're not her mother. Right. So it's, it's acceptable for you to forget. For some reason, I was thinking like Gian or something like that. Like, like oh, a, it could be, I'm, I'm sure I'm as Like a grown-up masculine yeah. name. And right. I was just yeah. like, I have no idea who yeah. you're talking about. Is that one of the mercenaries? No, no, it's not. It's a baby girl. Oh, look, I have enough 
problems pronouncing English names. Yeah. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not gonna I, who knows. Um but, No stones at glass houses here yeah. on this podcast. So if I could read my microscopic handwriting, which I feel each episode is getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> uh so it starts off Ben wakes up in the Saharan Desert. Yeah. And he's wearing a parka. With the parka, it is unusual, but... With ice on it. Right. Yeah. yeah, and also, fun tidbit, if we remember <laughs> from Charlotte's introductory flashback, mm-hmm. uh, she was in a very similar air, like desert area. She was in Tunisia. At an extra, yeah, at, uh, at an excavation site where they found polar bear remains. Yeah. So it's not the first time something that should be in a cold area right. ended right. up in a desert Exactly. And, you know, some locals show up (laughs) on their horses with guns. Mm -hmm. And Ben's, like, very quickly going into Ben mode of, with his, you know, he's going through, like, a Rolodex of languages. It was very the 1998 mummy. Like, if you remember the character Benny, who... Yeah. 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 There you go. Who just starts going through, yeah, a Rolodex of Uh languages Uh of, like, how can I... How can I communicate that I'm surrendering right, right. now? <laughs> and um, you know they, uh, you know they're they're searching them, and Ben goes into full Ben action mode, yeah. in which he pulls out like a retractable baton, yeah. and he hits the one guy, and then he gets behind him and has his gun and shoots the guy off the horse, mm. and then the other guy is like, what does he say? Like, I surrender. I surrender. Yeah. I surrender. And it's like, oh, you do speak English. Yeah. He hits him with the butt of his gun. He gets on the horse. He goes off. Ben. Yeah. Nothing can, not nothing <laughs> can that. touch yeah. Ben. Right? Michael Emerson must have had so much fun just at the yeah as he gets a horse. <laughs> like he's really like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm a cowboy. I, I never was gonna thought I'd be able to do this, and here I am doing it <laughs> the, uh, on national television. I, yeah. I I really like. You know, we talked a lot about um, sort of the spy esque stuff that certain characters get mm. to do on this show, uh, particularly like Saeed, things like that. Um, but one of the great things about like being a spy in real life mm. is that it's unassuming people. It's not right. movie star spy. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of the things that makes Michael Emerson so great yeah. is because you look at him and he seems very unassuming. You wouldn't right. expect him to have a collapsible right. baton Except on his for, person. As Widmore will later say, his horrible eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I love when when the writers fuck with the cast members. Like, let's just talk about Emerson's bug eyes Why for are no you reason. So mean? Why did you write that? Um, yeah, which one was it? Was it Vaughn or Goddard that's right. got a problem with Emerson's eyes? So, next time we see Ben, he is in Tunisia. He's checking in for a ho- at a hotel. He is a preferred guest. Oh, and his his pseudonym. He has the audacity yeah. of calling himself Moriarty. Right. <laughs> He's Dean Moriarty. <laughs> um, and we then establish that it is October 2005. Right. And Ben... Which is a year, roughly a year after um, right. the crash. If, yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Because, uh, well, the, the time arc of the constant is December, uh, is Christmas of 2004. Yes. Right? So, yeah. That's before, so, right before they get off the island. Yeah. So, yeah, Ben's been there. He seems to have shown up out of nowhere after a year. Mm-hmm. And then, 
as he's getting ready to leave, hit, to go to his room, he catches the TV. And there's a man on the TV talking about how he has to bury his wife in peace. <laughs> and it is Saeed. And Ben, now, this is a great example of, like, Ben wasn't looking for Saeed. Like, the universe yeah. brought Saeed right. to him. And Jacob's a dick. <laughs> yeah. Stop killing people with cars, Jacob, you monster. And then Ben decides, well, you know, I better go pay my respect. An old friend's wife died. Let me go to Iraq. Yeah. Because he's Just a good a person. He's a good friend. Because Ben yeah. is a good person. None of us can say that with a straight face. And, right. and he says, let me, you know, he might want some photos of this big day. Right. Let me get on top of the roof. And with my telephoto lens. Right. And he shoots some shots of uh, Saeed with the casket, them going through the... Very much looking like a paparazzi. Yes. Yeah. And Saeed catches him. Yeah. Catches, sees him. And Ben's like, uh oh. He well, starts to run. Ben's like, uh oh. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh oh. This is the plan. Yeah. And Ben's racing down. Method yeah. acting. Method and Saeed <laughs> knocks him down. Doesn't realize it's Ben at first. Mm-hmm. And is like, ah, oh, you people like the paparazzi. And then he's like, oh, it's 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 Ben. Right. <laughs> like, what the hell? Keep is this hitting guy him, Saeed. <laughs> Don't stop. That actually, uh, uh, interesting point. What is? What is Saeed's relationship to Ben before this moment? On the island and stuff, how, how much have they interacted? He obviously knows who, they, who he Mistrusting is. Mistrusting at best. Of course, but like, I can't remember that many scenes of them. Maybe I'm I mean, mis- he did like get torture. He attempted to, like, season right. two, it. he season attempted two. That's to it. That's it. Yes. interrogate That's right. him. Yeah. Uh, it didn't work, yeah, yes. but Saeed was one of the people Thank going, you. we Thank can't you. trust. Actually, Saeed is the first person in the group to meet Ben That's right. because he Rousseau had captured him. And warned, specifically. And then threw the man who kidnapped her daughter at (laughs) Saeed and said, you deal with him. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she didn't recognize him. This story bothers me. Her thought process is not firing on all cylinders, but you're right. You're right. This show was not... Wrote, was written well. with people flying by the seat of their pants. It was not as. <laughs> Do, does sure. she, yeah. Does she know Ben kidnapped Alex at that point? Though, in all honesty, I think she so. saw there's him. A, there's a flashback later, right? Yeah, yeah but I don't think she sees him she do does it. yes yeah, yeah she's in the tent yeah, yeah. with he, him he comes into her tent and oh, takes the baby right. the, yeah. the way it's That's like season it's it's six, entirely possible that the way that it was written he was meant to be obscured in shadow yeah. Yeah. it's also possible that after so much time she didn't remember what he looked like mm. human memory is very fallible etc 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 whatever plot Look. <laughs> whatever you want, whatever justifications yeah. you want to say for why she didn't remember him, the real reason is because they didn't intend for him to be as important as he was. No, he probably was going to do a very short part. Yeah, it was yeah. good well, to be was, like yeah. a yeah. couple episodes and that mm-hmm. was it. So this is one of those cases he, where they didn't, they didn't but, iron but, that out because it wasn't part of the. But here's yeah. the thing, yeah. and this is okay. why I this is why I don't fault the show for this because would we <laughs> I do would a we? Bit. But here's the thing: Just would you would you have rather lived in a world where there was less Ben on the show? I would rather have this one eh, 
little well, plot problem than a show with no Ben. You could also have just written in a scene where Russo says to Saeed, hey, I know this is the guy. I wanted you to kill him or something like that. Something like or, that. You I mean, know, why she wouldn't have just done it herself, I don't the know. The real thing that they should have... That's no fear of killing anybody. The real thing that they should have done was when they shot that flashback sequence was to make a better effort to have him obscured. That's literally a lighting issue is all it would have taken for it to line up consistently. But we're not here to nitpick. This isn't our... Well, we are. We are. (laughs) I'm here to nitpick. This isn't our man in black yet. So let's move on. So... So when I, and this doesn't even have to do really anything with the episode. No. 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 Okay, I lied. I am here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's. We gotta. We gotta move. We gotta move this along. We gotta move this along. So, um, basically, Saeed's like, "What are you doing? How'd you get here?" Yeah. And he's like, oh, "I took Desmond's boat." I mean, oh, right. yeah. yeah, took it straight to the Sahara Desert. Yeah. <laughs> sure and, you did, buddy. And um, he's like, "Oh, there's a man here." Works for Charles Widmore. You remember Charles Widmore. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm here to find the man who murdered your wife. Bum, bum, bum. So he goes through this whole thing that this guy is like, he killed he killed your wife. I have this photo of him from like a, a, a camera. Cafe. No, no, it's, it's drive. It's yeah, traffic yeah. camera. Traffic camera. Oh, that was it, yeah. From yeah. La Brea in Santa Monica. Yeah. We've driven those streets yeah. many times. I love the emphasis he puts yeah. on <laughs> naming those streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like, that's three blocks away. Like, these are L.A. blocks. That doesn't necessarily, that's not a one-to-one that he ran over your wife. We don't know that. <laughs> it would have taken him probably 15 minutes to get three oh, blocks yeah, yeah, away. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the traffic, yeah. There's no way he did it. So... Ben follows this man later, sees him in a cafe, follows him. And the man's like, why are you following me? <laughs> and he goes, I, I know you work for uh, uh, Charles Whitmore. And at that point, Saeed comes out and kills him. Yeah. And this is now we see what Ben is doing. Because there's this moment where... After Saeed kills him, Ben gives Saeed the speech about how you can't let the grief, <laughs> yeah. like, become anger, yeah. which, um, to jump ahead. Com- yeah, coming after the Coming scene after we see, we see which, the scene on the island where Alex dies. It this, does play, but. This is, this is brilliant on Ben's part, um, and it's brilliant from a writing standpoint, because like all good lies, mm-hmm. it has an element of truth to it. Yeah. He is speaking truth when he's talking about grief and anger. Those are coming from very real places, and but he's doing it specifically to manipulate Saeed yes. into doing what he wants. Well, that's what's great about this, because it becomes so obvious a manipulation, not just because he smiles when he's walking away. <laughs> right. Ever so slightly. <laughs> what a great smile. Oh, yeah. But it's a perfect smile, because it's like, it's not too much. Yeah, yeah. It's just enough. But he basically is like... Saeed, this isn't a, this isn't your war. And Saeed's like, it is my war. Right, right. And he's playing on, you know, now he's got the best like killer he knows mm-hmm. yeah. working around him. Who, as we know from the Economist, he's gonna go around killing a bunch of Widmore people. Right. Now, um, uh, it's also great, not just because of manipulation, but like you just said, Megan. By the end of the episode, we see that Ben is festering with this anger too. 
Because unless anybody has anything else to say about this scene in particular... Oh, with, with Saeed. With Saeed. No, 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 I'm... Okay. We, we, go, <laughs> okay, we go to the end. Yeah, yeah. Of the, the next time we see him, he's in London. He's going to Widmore's place. He's going to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Kendrick's place. Right, yeah. I didn't understand. Was that a code? That's a lousy doorman. <laughs> yeah, because then Three Ben's the got morning. some, like... Penthouse kid. Yeah. He, he's making the implication of like that Mr. and Mrs. What were their names? Kendrick. Kendricks. Kendrick. That they're swingers. <laughs> oh, you know, I didn't pick up on that, but okay. That's, they're expecting I, me. They're expecting <laughs> him at three in the morning. Megan, this that's a, a hashtag you up. This a real eyes wide shut world we're living in. in I'll London. tell you what, this feels like something usually my mind would go to, but your mind went to this <laughs> stuff. So, which means... Well, because I had completely forgotten who was he was there to actually see, so I was just like, whoa. Right. And also, that's got to be what the doorman's thinking. Bunch of rich weirdos yeah, live in what, this place. Very good, sir. This is not the weirdest thing I've seen this week. But <laughs> This is like the fifth weirdest <laughs> right. thing. But then he goes in, yeah. and he's in Charles... And, and we- shaking. And yeah. shaking as he puts Ooh. the key in. Shaking, yeah. with, with, shaking rage. with rage, rage. and yeah. anger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, because you know, he, you know, if you, you, your grief becomes anger. And he, <laughs> anger leads to hate. <laughs> hate leads to suffering, Ben. <laughs> um, so he shows up, walks into Widmore's bedroom. Mm-hmm. Widmore wakes up, and this scene is great. Like oh, the yeah. performances oh, yeah. between Alan Dale as, as Charles mm-hmm. Widmore and Emerson yeah. as, as Linus. The hate is palpable. The hate is yeah. palpable. And he's like, are you here to kill me? And yeah. Ben's like, I can't kill you. Yeah. You know. But why, though? The island yeah, won't allow be, it. Yeah. Why? <laughs> we, we might be speaking. This, this man <laughs> is the biggest threat to the island. Why is the island like, nah. Nah, dog. Is there well, a reason? I think this goes to a deeper thing. Because remember, Juliet, when she killed one of the others, she was kicked out. Although Whitmore's already been kicked out. Right? Yeah. Like he's been exiled already. But I thought, I took it when I watched it as that was it. As that, okay, they're still part of this kind of island world. And they have the rules that they live by. But you're right, it could be a supernatural thing where he literally, like in Michael trying to kill himself with a gun, maybe he literally cannot. And also there's, remember a lot of these rules that we're getting from the island, there's like a war. Yeah. On the island that they're not even part of, between the man in black and Jacob, and you, you don't know I, where all the yeah. Ben Ben is being manipulated in his life can, by the man in black. I was gonna say, can I ask a question? Because mm-hmm. we haven't delved into this, and the show won't delve into it for a good long while. Yeah. But one of the island rules for question mark question mark question mark reason <laughs> is that the man in black. And Jacob cannot directly hurt one another, even though that's kind of undermined right. in right. the episode where it's introduced. So they basically have been fighting a proxy war yeah. um, with puppets. It, you know, I say puppets, but pawns of yeah. like people who come to the island through external means. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my my question is: Is the reason that Whitmore and Ben can't directly kill one another because they're both extensions of either the man in black or, I would say so. or Jacob. Very very possibly. I mean, it is uh, it's a little at the very frankly. At the very least, yeah. it's a narrative parallel that I think I would respect more yeah. if it was but, more clearly established. Yeah. But here's the thing. 
Ben don't want to kill Widmore also because he wants Widmore to suffer. Yeah. And we get to the real reason he's there. Mm-hmm. He Widmore changed the rules. He, you know, you don't kill the family. You know, it's like mob rules. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And, uh... Except he, that's a, exactly what Ben is going to do. But, but, well, that's because well, Widmore worked the world. Yeah. Yeah. And he wants Widmore to suffer, so yeah. I'm going to go kill Penny. And it's a great way to end the episode because, guess what? We love Penny. Yeah. But also in this episode, we... Like, we're on Ben's side for a lot of this episode. Or at least I am. Mm. And we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get yeah. to it when we get to it. Yeah. But, but like, you're absolutely right. We love Penny. Mm-hmm. She's wonderful. And we want her and Desmond to live happily ever after. Yeah. And we like Saeed, too. That's another yes. thing. And we yeah. know that Saeed is working for Ben. Right. And so it's a, it's a question of, like, Oh no! Is Ben gonna send Saeed out to kill Penny? Yeah. What's gonna happen yeah. there if mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to? Right. And that's that's a terrifying thought. Yeah. Um, As it turns out, he's gonna try to do it himself and <laughs> fail miserably. Oh good, good, what a relief! Oh thank goodness. <laughs> but there's a lot of like there's a lot of bluster in this scene, but I think it all works. Like everything oh, yeah. you every everything you have, you took from me. I'm gonna kill your daughter. The oh, island's mine. It's as stagey mine. as it's you always... want it to be. It's so they're chewing it up and they're loving yeah, it. Yeah, and it's, it's great. Cool. Now yeah. this is interesting enough. Fun fact about this scene: one of the only scenes on the show that was not filmed in Hawaii. Ooh, mm. where was it filmed? It was filmed in London. Alan Dale. They need. They wrote the scene. They needed him for this scene. He was doing a play in London, so he couldn't go all the way to Hawaii. Mm. So they took a small crew in, in Michael Emerson to London, shot the scene. That's awesome. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, and it's a great it's a great scene. It's a really memorable yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the, the off island stuff. And before we move to the island, any other any other thoughts? Well, I just think it's interesting, you know, you say that I, I'm very curious to hear why you're on Ben's side. Um, because this episode I would say contains the first scene and we'll get to it when we talk about Alex's death where we do have some sympathy for Ben he does seem well, remotely human but most of this episode does not have it well, take that scene away here's the thing yeah. but we can't take that scene away well, of course okay. and right. and what we get in this episode is that for whatever we think of Ben mm-hmm. and he's a piece of shit mm-hmm. these people on the freighter are worse Widmore is worse yeah Ben, you know, I was about to say, I mean, Ben did gas all the, the Dharma. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you know. He it, is a mass murderer. He was, <laughs> yeah, Ben was an, an abused, neglected kid. Yeah. But then he killed fucking everybody. <laughs> and then he became a mass murderer. Yeah, exactly. And that's, so. <laughs> we here at the No Love Lost podcast do not condone such behavior. But, I mean, I, like, I root for Ben over Widmore, but then I root for our like, our you know our the our oceanic crew right. over Ben. Of course, yeah. you know it helps that that Ben always is a more interesting character than Widmore. I'd say this is Widmore's best scene, and maybe yeah, I mean the only truly interesting moment is Whid- how he plays against Ben. Widmore is all bluster. Yeah. That's the way the character's yeah. designed. And That's he's even drinking the whiskey yes. that he flaunted uh, in front of Desmond in it's this It's the only scene. whiskey he has. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same bottle. <laughs> One sip at a time over 20 years. <laughs> it's very expensive. <laughs> so so let's get to Ben on the island. Yeah. Well, actually, let's Yeah, we'll get start with... Uh, with yeah. very important. 
very tense moment in other tense. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Between Hurley and Sawyer yeah. and Locke. It, extreme the, close up on Hugo. They're deciding the fate, literally, the fate of the world. We're all going to die. If you do this, man, we're all going to die. They're playing Risk. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I haven't played Risk in over a decade. Yeah. Last time I played Risk was when like Facebook was brand new, and they had <laughs> Risk on Facebook, and I was always just getting destroyed. <laughs> I was I've terrible at it. never played it. Oh, it's I mean, as a kid, I liked it. I thought it was fun. I, I always, um, like... It was always around as like a potential for like right. game night whenever my my parents went over to their friend's place to play games, but like it never came up. And I, I, I think that's was... not at risk because of this scene. <laughs> because of this scene, I said, "Oh, well, let me try playing it." It was kind of fun. I um, you, it's not a good game night game. No. That that's why it never came up again. It's not like a like it's, it, it, it it's kind of like D and D where you have to get a committed group of people to be like, okay, we're in it. It's yeah. gonna take right. a bit. Yeah. Um, the plan risk, and then how delightful BTW. It's just it's always so nice yeah. to see Hurley and Sawyer like, and even Locke in this moment like, you know, you know, even though it's very intense. Like, it's so nice to see them in a low-stakes, low-key yeah. situation. It's like season one with the golf game. You know, you need that every once in a while to remind of why we should like to, to quote-unquote, hang out, spend our time with these people, right, as characters. Exactly. I mean, and we've talked about it numerous times on this podcast. It's often a highlight of whatever episode we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. these very little, small human moments where it's just like, it's just fun for a little bit. Right. I think uh, the, the top moment like that is when Hurley gets the band going. Yeah. yeah! Oh my god, it's so great. It's so beautiful. So, they, uh, so they're playing Risk. But then we cut to the real Risk. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. How dare um, you? We got... Puns on this podcast? <laughs> We've got Kimi, the lead mercenary. I can't wait to talk about Kimi. I mean, yeah, go ahead. But We've uh, got him, Force, and Alex to get him through the pylon mm -hmm. security system. Yeah. She puts in a number. But Alex, you know. It, it shuts down the thing, but also sets off an alarm. Exactly. Yeah, right. so, Which, good on them for thinking ahead, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the phone rings, and at first everyone's like, why is a phone ringing? Right. <laughs> why do we have a phone? Right. <laughs> And, Who would we call? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How would we know what numbers are what? <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait, we could have called home this whole time. Right. No, but oh the, my! No, that, no. Exactly. How funny That's would that have been? Of like, wait a minute, yeah, wait a minute you just you just hit star zero zero to dial out, and then bada bing, bada boom. Right, right. <laughs> you but can they, call collect, baby. They pick up the phone, and it is a code fourteen J, mm -hmm. which is nothing you ever want to hear. Just like code anything is is a huge right. red flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they show up at Ben's place, and they're like, "Ben, we got this phone call, code fourteen J." <laughs> and Ben, who's playing piano, immediately like, "Oh shit!" Opens up the piano bench. He's got a shotgun yeah. in there. Yeah. And like, there's that great moment where, where like, I think it's locked, like, freezes, and then Ben just throws it to him. Like, I'm not gonna <laughs> shoot you. Just fucking take it. We got something think to best. do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And he marches out with Locke and Sawyer, and they're marching through, and he's like, like, 
how long did you debate this? So like yeah. five minutes, it goes, oh, there goes our head start. <laughs> we got to get that coming. They're coming for me. They want yeah. me. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I like that he has the audacity to say, like, how dare you have debated right, right, <laughs> about right. whether or not you can trust <laughs> little old a, me. Let me tell you what. There's also there's a lot of Ben Ego in this episode because, yeah. like, they're just using this is a bargain. They just want me. They want to throw me. And, I mean, it's true. They do. But it's also, like, Ben well, gets to talk about himself in real grandiose I mean, ways. Right. I, we'll, we'll talk about this for sure. But that's the whole point is yeah. displaying yeah. Ben's overinflated ego yeah. and how detrimental yes. that is to everyone around him. Yeah. So there's a great little moment where Sawyer's like, I'm gonna go get Frenchie and the kids. And he's like, they're gone already. I sent them somewhere. And he goes, well then I'm gonna get Claire. And he goes, there's no time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they go, <laughs> so they go back in, uh, uh, Sawyer, of course, like, screw that. I'm gonna go yeah, get yeah. Claire. They go back into the house where I guess Claire's baby's just hanging out. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, giving mom a little mom time to do the laundry yeah, right, and stuff right. like that. I think it's great that Hurley's babysitting. And they start barricading the place. And they're like, hey, when Sawyer and Claire show up, what are you? And they're like, you're not getting in. Yeah. <laughs> also, Locke, you're a bad friend. Right. Stop. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Sawyer's looking around from Claire. And who does he run into? Well, his old friend, the guy with the firewood. <laughs> And Firewood guy, he's like, hey, you seen Claire? Because fuck Firewood guy. He's not going to tell him to come hide with right. him. Yeah, yeah. He's, and he's like, oh, no, I haven't really seen her. And then, boom, shot yeah. dead. And then, <laughs> the lady comes to And this is amazing. This is like, and I've, I've watched this, I've seen this online as like lost out of context. It's yeah. Like, what is that? <laughs> and the lady comes out. And so it's like, Get inside. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, get inside. Comedy rule of threes, Will. It's <laughs> just like everybody keeps like running into it's, bullets. It's all people we've never seen yes, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, you know, other island randos who soon all of them will be unceremoniously disposed of. This reminds me, I can't remember if you got, I listened to your, uh, your first episode of this season, uh, Confirmed Dead. Um, did you ever, guys ever talk about the fact that Scott and Steve were confirmed to have, like, split up in that? Oh, wait, no, oh. one of them's dead. No, never mind. No, I remember there was a thing at the point. They were, like, there were extras. There were, like, no, uh, there were extras that were, like, a couple. There were two guys. They were always coupled up, and they split up in the two factions. Uh, That's what it was. It wasn't Scott and Steve. It was the, there was, a, a, like, a gay couple in the background of oh, all the extra moments. No. But they split up. I don't know. Maybe one of I them is one that. of the guys that takes the bullet. <laughs> I mean, he has oh, to be, because now, we, now we've eliminated all the, the people. Yeah, and that's clearly and, what this scene is about. And here's the other thing. Yeah. We're going to buy this, I believe the season premiere of season five, we eliminate the rest of the, yes. the extras on the beach. <laughs> yeah, poor Froger. Oh, <laughs> man. Okay. Well, we talked about it um, during Michael's flashback episode, but, like, it's, I, I think that's awesome that that's a, a small detail that like only eagle-eyed viewers right, will right, catch right. but it's also a huge bummer because it's like every instance of a confirmed gay character <laughs> in Lost yeah, is a case of bury your dead or oh my gosh bring out your dead of bury your gays and that's unfortunate but yeah. all too common in the early 2000s sure yeah um so Sawyer's in a bit of a shootout with these mercenaries mm -hmm. 
the mercenaries who are the best shots in the world. Miss Sawyer a million times. Um, because the island doesn't want him to die. <laughs> and then Sawyer sees Claire's house. He's running towards it and a boom. Explodes. Um, this is kind of the first um, like purely heroic Sawyer. In a sense, you know, I mean, we, he's always uh, he's I done just, some cool stuff he, he in has, the past. But, um, yeah. Usually, though, it would be for Kate um, mm-hmm. or or like a spur of the moment decision to like spite someone well, like, else. There's nothing in it for Sawyer this time. Yeah, it's right? literally he's just, just to get saving there. their lives, and that's yeah. it. I, I and that's would, kind of the beginning of the arc. We'll see it in the little Fleur episode. I would next, say yeah, to season, date, yeah. and we'll we'll talk about it when we get to it. But like, I would say to date, this is Sawyer at his most heroic. Yeah, yeah. To date, uh, not of course, not. Yeah. I'm sh- I'm sure he'll surpass it later on down the line. But to date, this is the most selfless we've ever seen yeah. him, because he's let go of his baggage, man. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, back in the house, the barricading it up, Ben's you know talking about how important he is. Uh, Hurley's peeking out the window, and Locke's like, "Get away from the window with the baby! Get the baby!" <laughs> What are you doing? Um, God love you, Hugo. And then, and then Locke, uh, Ben's like, listen, only Jacob could help us now. Like, we need you to survive, Locke, because we need you to talk to Jacob. <laughs> As Megan hides her head in her hands, listener. But only Hurley knows how to get to Jacob's cabin. Right. All this makes sense, Megan. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it, it does. That is it one thing does. about season four. It's one. It does actually hang together. The things that are brought up Fine. do hang together. Fine. We can talk about the other seasons, and I'm sure we will. <laughs> but I said it was fine. <laughs> Moving on. But Sawyer finds Claire in the rubble. She's like concussed or something. Yay! And she he... hasn't been incinerated. Right. Look, here's the thing. This concussed Claire mindset is basically her for the rest of the series. Oh yeah. no! Yes, yes. That, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was thinking about it when she was like walks out later like oh, i'm feeling a bit wonky or whatever and it's like you're gonna feel wonky <laughs> yeah. forever for years. Yeah. um Aww, yeah not I'm to jump sad. way ahead but that is a character turn i genuinely hate i hate what they do with claire in season six they, they 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 never knew what to do with no, claire they, other than yeah. her being the pregnant woman they once, never knew what once to the do. baby was there they had no idea i was gonna say does anybody like that like listeners feel free to chime in and, and tweet at us do you care for yeah. the turn that Claire takes? Because none of us do. Yeah, I, I remember some people at times saying, oh, it's like when she puts the axe in that dude. They're like, oh, wow, that's so crazy. I'm like, I don't like this from Claire. I don't well, want this from and Claire. And also, it's kind of like the Daenerys stuff of like, yeah. yeah, sure, maybe that would make sense if we if had seen, properly yeah. developed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we could have used some more episodes more to get us to that. For this. Yeah, um, anyway. So <laughs> maybe a season or two watching her descent into madness. Right. Yeah. That's a spin-off series. It's <laughs> just her in the woods with a squirrel baby. Boo. Um, so so basically like fucking squirrel baby. Sawyer <laughs> comes. Who earns, I say? Who earns? <laughs> we'll get there in a few years. Yes. Um, <laughs> you guys are going at a pretty tune, fast clip. You might be there by in, next summer. In twenty twenty three. Um so basically, Sawyer races back to the place with Claire, and they're like, open the door. And Ben's like, Hurley, don't open that door. But also, it's like, give me a 
fucking break. Open that door. You have so, time. Calm down. Yeah. So Hurley, though, he hurls yeah, this is true our, to his name. This is our zombie movie moment. Of, right. like, you can't let those people in, even though there's clearly no sign of zombies out there at the moment. <laughs> he throws a chair through the window, yeah. and Sawyer and Claire climb in. And That's why Hurley is the rightful protector of the island, baby, because he does Woo! shit like that. And Locke... BTW also does nothing to go against Ben's recommendations. He just sort of shrugs and goes, yeah, I guess they'll die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Fuck that, off, that, that's John. Locke's whole thing. But then, a minute later, ding dong. Yeah. Doorbell rings. <laughs> and they do answer the door. Yeah. And it's Miles. And... Yeah, all that, all that. And then they open up the door for Miles. Right. But in fairness, I don't think Ben wants to even then. Right. No. Yeah, it's Sawyer that makes the call, right? And he pulls him in yeah. quickly and then shuts it's, it. Yeah. It's just, you know, again, the window's already broken, and yet they <laughs> they bother. But it's not like they know down. Miles that well at this point, so why they would did, they trust but him? But they didn't yeah. know he, it was yeah. Miles at the door, even. They didn't know who was at the door until they opened it. I thought Sawyer looks out. He doesn't, like, look out the window, sees it as Miles. I and think then, he does. But like, I thought there was, like, a brief moment. He looks out, sees well, we he don't scowls. See, we don't see We don't see it until he's in. He doesn't say, Okay, maybe I missed that. Maybe I missed that, because I was going to say, let me tell you one. I like, let's go to the mercenary camp. They're like, how do we get these guys? And Kimi's like, well, you what try if we... the door? He's like, what if yeah. we just ring the door? But maybe they'll let us in and we can What about the guy all. that just had a grenade in his mouth? Just send him in with a grenade, they're yeah. done. <laughs> so Miles comes in. He's like, they sent me here, because they know Miles. Yeah. They sent me here, and here's a walkie talkie. And um, they have, and Ben's like, we're not going to talk to him. He's like, they have a hostage. And Ben's like, who cares? Yeah. Every one of yeah. my people uh-huh. is prepared to sacrifice themselves for the good of the island. Uh-huh. Well, Even though Jacob does not give up <laughs> Well, guess what? It's your daughter, Ben. And now begins, I think, one of the all-time great sequences in in law. I mean, heck, this is one of the most memorable hostage sequences, Mm -hmm. I think, in maybe not all of television, but it's certainly one of the most memorable that I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. So he gets... Because the thing happens that would just happen in real life, frankly. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So he gets on the phone, or the walkie with Kimi, Mm -hmm. and Kimi's like, once I have you in custody, no one will be harmed. Now, this is an obvious lie. Yeah. Like, Kimi's gonna kill everybody. And to the, like Ben's not bullshitting when he when he says that to people, and Locke knows that. Like I mean, and I think deep down they all know that. Yeah. Um. But. Uh. Then he pulls out Alex, and this is why I say like I'm rooting for Ben. Like Kimi is such scum. Yeah. He's. So so yeah, let I was me gonna talk say, about I'm, yes you you've been excited. waiting for this I, you've been waiting for this I first of all uh, you know the casting on the Freddies excellent throughout I mean these are just like uh, that's the reason that they work whereas like um, Nikki and Paolo didn't the casting was off on them they just were not well cast characters um, but all these actors that they bring in are so excellent and Kimi I think is so interesting as a heavy because he's a big buff dude, right? But he's got this like elfin Christopher Walken looking very, face. Very lean, very lean. Yeah. yeah. And so he, he looks interesting and he's got this kind of soft voice. And it makes him all that more intimidating because first of all, there's kind of a, a realness. He feels like a real person because he is not a exact type. Yeah, he's not a Schwarzenegger yes, in he's uh, not. Predator. Exactly, he's not. And so like I th- and I get bored of characters like that, like the the bad general in Avatar. 
Like, that's just the most boring villain type Great military actor. guy. Great actor. But yeah, kind okay, of boring character. Okay, but yeah, the, the type is yeah. a very boring character. And Kimi plays against that. And even like um, when he comes back as uh, in the flashback in, in season six, you see more. He's like very comedic. Yeah. You know, so he's got an excellent well, sense of time. Usually this actor, um, usually he's playing comedic And I don't roles. know. I really don't know him from, what is he else? Was um, he he's, he's, he's one of those guys that like ends up in a lot of things. Yeah. Like he was Kevin in, Durant. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. was in uh, Wolverine Origins as the blob. That's uh, right. That's right. I forget that. Um, yeah. He was in that random uh, Tim Allen movie, Wild Hogs. Oh, I, I think okay. he was one of the bikers <laughs> okay. in that. Right. Um, it's funny that you, you asked yeah. me what else he's in, because every time <laughs> I see him pop up in something, I'm always like, oh, it's that guy. That guy. He's such yeah. a douchebag. Yeah. I'm all lost. Yeah, but you, you, like, he, you could pick him as the heavy because he's so tall and he is a big dude, but he doesn't have that sensibility, and I think that's why Kimi is so like frightening in the scene. Yeah. I'm, I, oh, go I'm ahead, pitching go ahead. it right yeah. now. Uh, uh, with the bonus episode Wild Hogs. <laughs> I mean, we could. No, no, no. I'd be, I'd be down. The because you know what? That's Megan's revenge you know, on you for making you her watch all of You know what? Maybe, maybe it's not him who's in it. I think I'm 100% sure he's in it. But you know who I know for sure he's in it? Mr. Friendly. Mr. Yeah. Friendly oh, is in Wild Hogs. That makes sense. That makes sense. What are you gonna do? Um, um, but like. Uh, just talking about this guy, um, something I really appreciate is when comedic actors get to play against type. Um, you, uh, like uh, the, the guy who plays the antagonist in Pan's Labyrinth is a great example. Like he typically plays comedic roles in, in Spanish films and he played a terrifying bad guy in that movie. And you see it happen all the time. And I think Kimi is a really good example yeah. of a more comedic actor getting to play a terrifying antagonist. Yeah. So kudos to the acting on that. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go through the scene and then we'll talk sure. about it. Yeah. So. What ends up happening is he pulls out Alex and he's like, I'm going to shoot her if you don't come out here. And Ben decides to, like, call this guy's bluff. And, and one of the things he says is, honey, I have everything under control. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to that. So he says, and then he, like, proposes a counteroffer, but Kimi's not going to listen to a yeah, counteroffer. Uh, he listens to it, but he's right, like, right. okay. He's mm -hmm. like, you got... 10 seconds and he says yeah he says to Alex I have this under control and then you know Kimi starts to count down and Ben I think legitimately thinks he has this yes because he always has this mm -hmm. and he starts his count and Ben says starts maybe starting to panic a little bit he starts mm -hmm. spinning spinning yes. a spitting a bunch of mm -hmm. shit and including, he says, he means nothing. She means nothing to me. And there is a great cut from him saying that to Alex's face, crying. Yes. And and he basically <laughs> like right, yeah. like is basically like, yeah, you want to well, you want to kill a kid. She and means nothing to me. Yeah. Boom, shoots her. Second, he says to uh -huh. just like yeah, kill her. Yeah. He shoots her. Yeah. He doesn't even finish counting. And Ben is shocked. And I remember watching this mm -hmm. being shocked, too, because for over two seasons now, mm -hmm. Ben always has this. Yeah, he's ben always really, ahead of the game. Ben has always had 
the upper hand. Like this is a scene that it works so well because we have so much history with this guy. And I honestly remember being shocked like, oh shit, he couldn't do it. He yeah. didn't. Mm-hmm. And this is actually going to start, like you're going to see in the next few seasons, the dominoes keep falling with Ben yeah. until he's kind of reduces being just dragged around, you know? Yeah, literally. On yeah. a leash. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Uh, and he becomes a shell of himself. And this is the first one of those dominoes, I really think. Because even yeah. when he was captured by them in this season, you always felt he had the upper hand. Yeah, I mean, even look early in this episode. Like, yeah, he's in, like, house arrest, but he's got a gun right under his chair. Like, at any point, he could get out of there. And also, um, the thing, and this is the one thing I want to say about the scene when when it cuts to Alice and she's crying after he says it means nothing. Like, what's so great about that scene and that moment is Alex knows her father. I believe Alex knows. This is just a Ben Bluff. Yeah. Nevertheless, hearing it, thinking you're going to die maybe, and you're scared and hearing yeah. that. Yeah. And, like... You could almost, like, and maybe I'm projecting onto the performance, you can mm. almost see this pained look of, like, like, I, like, he doesn't mean that, but I'm going to die, and what is yeah. this, and maybe, he, like. He thinks this is going to work. Yeah. Yes. It's not going to work, and the last thing I'm going to hear is mm-hmm. him saying, I mean nothing to yeah. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 that's what's there. It's it's tremendous. It's a tremendous yeah. scene. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a heartbreaking. It's I, I yeah. And as much as you shocked, wide eyed face. I mean, it's how long they linger on it yes. too. Yeah. yeah. Ha- okay. Emerson wins the Emmy for season five. Yeah. How does he not win it for this episode? I know it's uh, and they did this with when I think O'Quinn wins for this season and Emerson for the next. I think O'Quinn won for the first season. Didn't he? No, I thought. Oh, maybe maybe you're right. I don't know. Yeah, but I thought there's they a, went back to there's back. There's a magical like, device we could use. I, I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but I know. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, but I thought that it was like O'Quinn won for this season, and it seemed like Emerson should have, and, and uh, I would have given O'Quinn the award for season five, with like uh, Life and Death of Jeremy Bentham. Is there, I think that's... Uh, but Ben wins yeah. for season five, and it's crazy to me. Emerson, and he's obviously great, up. but this is his this best to me is, uh, and it's it's that face, it's that like yeah, yeah. you've never like, this is his best scene in the series. Yeah, that just hollow expression, mm-hmm. the the shock, the the moment like his arrogance is what is what's to blame for his daughter's death. Yeah. Because he was so adamant about, I have this, I'm mm-hmm. in control, I refuse to yield, and that's why she's dead. Yeah. And he has to, like, I don't even know if he can absorb that he's at fault in yeah. this moment. Like, yeah. it's such a shock to his entire system. And it's like, for a character who needs to be so in control of everything, to lose control at such a pivotal moment is absolutely devastating. I don't think he knows how to process it. Yeah, and I'm sure that's why he goes on his revenge kick against Widmore, because he cannot accept that uh, responsibility. Okay, but wait a second. There's a scene where Widmore says to him. Mm. I mean, the responsibility... To go back to the flashback that we already covered. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Where Widmore goes to him like, when you're he goes to Whitmore, you're the one responsible. I didn't kill that poor girl. You're responsible right. for what happened to her. 
but he still says no. Ben still denies it. But okay, he doesn't buy it, or maybe he does, but can't allow himself to feel it. Ben is responsible for like the shitty play he made there. Right. But I believe that Alex is dead no matter what. Look, Kimi's like, the one that pulled the trigger. Right, Look, right. Whitmore, Whitmore's more responsible for her death oh, than course. Ben. Like, Whitmore's yeah, full of shit. Oh, yeah, no, he's a piece of... He's a total <laughs> asshole. He's a bad dude, this Charles Whitmore. <laughs> Have you heard about this Charles Whitmore? Kind of a bad yeah, dude. Put it on the record. We here at the No Love Lost podcast also do not condone the we actions have, of Charles right. Whitmore or we Benjamin Linus. We have no love we lost We condemn them in the Whitmore. strongest terms. <laughs> um, well, let, let's... Um, so what ends up happening is Ben's like, they changed the rules. Meanwhile, everyone in the house is freaking out. Like, we gotta do something. What are we gonna do? How are we gonna get out of here? And Ben just walks over to one of his secret rooms. And so he's like, hey! Where's he going? And then he lo- closes the door behind him and then goes into one of his, like, secret island, like, right. cave underground yeah. things. And then we, we cut out. And again, they're like, Sawyer's trying to get in there. Like, what was this guy doing in there? He left us here. Ben comes out. And now Ben is in full, like, I am in charge again. Right. And uh, he's like, we're going to go through this tree line. Like, go when I say. And people are like, uh. And then all of a sudden the house starts shaking. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we got to go. And everyone's like, okay, he must yeah, <laughs> have something up. It's, like, it, it's the right time for them to trust in Ben. Right, and they or they run out, and who's their old Smokey? Yeah. <laughs> but this is great because also I want to see these mercenaries. Oh sure, you know, yeah, yeah. and it's you know you you hear it more than you see it. You really only see like one guy getting mm-hmm. it. Yeah. but the smoke monsters in there killing everybody, and everyone's like, uh, like, like what's going on here? And Ben's like, you guys gotta, you go that way. And he's like, I'm go, I'll catch up to you. Like, I gotta say goodbye to my daughter. Yeah. And he, you know, he has a final moment with Alex. Because, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And we talked about this in the last episode, man. He cares about Alex. Yeah. Like, that's like, yeah. that's not a Ben. There's no manipulation there. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's not fake. Yeah. He genuinely loves her as if she were his own. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what works so well about this scene is that, you know, Every other scene in the episode, really, except maybe his, his like, shocked face, because um, he just did not expect to lose. This is the first bit of humanity we see in Ben, because this he's not performing. He's performing for Saeed when he's like acting as a paparazzo. You know, he's performing even when he's um, just sitting here playing whatever classical music and just being a soft prisoner. When really I could break out whenever I wanted. He's always performing. He's always some level of bullshit. This is him alone with his grief, and he really feels it. He really, really feels it. Catches up to the group. Tells them, Jacob's going to tell us what to do next. Meanwhile, they're all just staring at the smoke monster right. <laughs> committing carnage, right. which BTW, as a horror movie fan, sometimes you just want to see a monster wreck some people's right. shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, this point, Sawyer says, me and Claire... We're going to go back to the beach. Miles is like, I'm going with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, want to play who, anymore. Right. <laughs> but you know what? It's it's funny because Miles, not the best guy in the world. Sure. And but he's also he's not a, getting that $3 million. Right. <laughs> but also, like, the guy clearly has a, like, he's part of the crater crew. Crater crew, They're yeah. probably not going to kill Miles. 
there's no real reason for them. It's uh, like yeah. You it, might wonder though if you're Miles and now you've seen like they're just like, shooting innocent people. Okay. I, I think there's like you know, and Miles will become more important as the series goes on, yeah. but I think this is like the first time we're seeing like oh there's a line that I'm like I might be a little scummy, but there's a line that I won't well, cross. Right. Well, there's a I mean, we'll get to it when we when we get to the B storyline on the island, but like it's very clear that all of the freighter folk knew that this wasn't a rescue mission. Yeah. I think in Miles' head, he was just like, oh, I'm just going to leave these people here. Or if, like, they're going to die, they're going to be faceless people that I don't have to see. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he was counting on seeing all of this stuff happen right in front of him. Or even if he was, I don't think he was planning on being affected by it in any way. And yeah. it clearly is affecting him. And he's like, I just... Yeah, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. Well, her- I'm not getting my three million dollars. Yeah. There's a smoke monster. Right. <laughs> There's a lot, and for this guy too, who has the ability to yeah. see ghosts and stuff like that, I can only, shit. I am, I can only imagine the kind of weird ass vibes he's getting from the smoke monster of oh, like, I gotta go. <laughs> that's a good point. That yeah. is like a black hole of like negative energy. Right, I gotta yeah. bounce. <laughs> so. Curly decides, I'm going to go with him. And Locke's like, not so fast. Yikes. Locke pulls a gun on him. He's like, we need you to take us to Jacob's cabin. Sawyer, again, being very, like... Super heroic. Pulls a gun back on Locke. He's like, he's coming with me. It's a Mexican (laughs) standoff. And, um, you know... Eventually, Hurley, always wanting to be the peacemaker, mm-hmm. is like, I'm going to go with them. But I also think that there's, it's not just that. I think Hurley knows he yeah. has an important role. Yeah, to yeah. This. Why like, else would he be able to yeah. see the cabin if he didn't yeah. need to see the cabin? I'm going to, so he he's going to go with them. And, but again, sorry, being very protective of like, if you harm a head on his curly ha- a hair, on his, <laughs> his curly hair on his head or whatever, I'm going to yeah, yeah. kill you. Yeah. And Locke's like, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. No, this is this is such a great moment because we've seen a lot of bits of Hurley and Sawyer. We've seen a lot of bits of them getting along, but we've also seen a lot of them like butt heads. Yeah. Like Sawyer kind of relentlessly bullied him for a little while and, you know, it kind of became a little bit of like a Hurley would occasionally get back at him right. by like either snapping at him or beating him at something yeah. to like kind of you know, get a jab back in there, but they've they've been like they've been through so much together, yeah. and they've been on really good terms. I yeah. think for a little while now that like again, I don't necessarily think that Sawyer always lets his friends know how much he cares about no, them. Yeah. But, but I think Hurley knows. Yeah, that Hurley has that ability, and we'll see this especially with Saeed in season six. He sees the past. All the rest of the bullshit that each individual puts up about themselves, like, I feel like shit, I'm a bad person, Hurley sees the lie in that. You know, Hurley's... And that is because he spent so much time in a mental hospital, frankly. Like, he gets it. He's had that kind of extensive therapy about himself. He can pass that on to other people. Yeah, Uh and... So it's been a while since Sawyer has used any hurtful nicknames. Granted, <laughs> that was a rule that was established, right. but he's abided by it. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. He does listen to Hurley. Yeah. So, as you alluded to, Megan, there is another storyline going on. Mm-hmm. Back on the beach. Well, it's easy to forget. I forgot until you said that. <laughs> well, even when that when the episode started, yeah. and it's it's on the beach, I think, before even yes. it's in Otherton. Yeah, yeah. And 
I was like, I if you had put a gun to my head, I would have assumed memory. none of yeah. these people Zero were. Zero memory of Once this. the doctor washed up, I'm like, oh, right, that's I this episode. That, but, yeah. but the rest of it, no. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a moment. Kate's watching Jack, keeping an eye on him, because she's like, mm, something's up. Mm. And Jack's getting some pills, because Jack has a problem. We're yeah. going to get into it in a future episode. <laughs> I was going to say, is he, exp- like, I have zero memory yeah, of this particular yeah. plot point. Is he, like, experiencing ulcers or <laughs> something like that? It's appendicitis. Right now, he I was going to say, has he been poisoned? Well, he knows. He knows. Jack <laughs> fucking knows. He's just being Jack. It's because, I'm fine. I'm a doctor. I can survive my appendix blowing up on a desert island. I wrote this prescription myself. For me, I'm just going to will the problem away. <laughs> but Kate points out, she's like, one, you look terrible. Yeah. And two, hey, why aren't they back yet? Yeah. And he's like, my gut says we're getting off the island. My gut also <laughs> says a, a lot of other things. In, <laughs> Mostly expletives. Yeah. In fairness, though, his, his gut's correct. Him and Kate are getting off the island. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden, Bernard's yelling. They're like, what's Bernard yelling about? Well, there's a dead body on the beach, and they pull it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a doctor who we've seen on the freighter. He has a slow, he's all bloated and has a slow throat. Slow throat. throat. <laughs> he's slow dead. Throat. He's dead, Jim. Have I, <laughs> I been drinking whiskey during this podcast? <laughs> Maybe. Um, delicious, delicious whiskey. It's not like Widmore <laughs> level whiskey, yeah. though. So the, I think uh, at the end of the series, Megan, you should buy me a bottle of that whiskey. Right. <laughs> Is it real? Like is it like is that a real name brand? I'm pretty like sure they made it up. Print out a label and slap it on there. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's yeah. a great idea. I'll buy you a bottle of Macallan and then I'll like very very jankily like cross Work. out the name. Works for me. <laughs> but we'll only the have final it, episode. Is but I'll drink it over ripped. twenty years. Well, the time. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway. Um, you know, Faraday comes over, like all our, our series regulars come yeah. over to see this stuff. Except for Rose, right? There's Bernard, but not Rose. Am I right about not that? Not Rose. Yeah, right? just, seems odd. just yeah. Bernard. Seems odd. So. And Vincent's I'm, there. Vincent's that's there. That's right. Yeah. Which the last time we saw him, um, like, they somebody had strapped a tracker to him and just sent yeah, him on right. his yeah. merry way. So he fixed, um, they started saying, Faraday, what's going on here? Faraday's like, I don't know, I can't fix that sat phone. They're like, well, you know, there's a way to fix it. And then we could send, like, Morse code. So, just to skip ahead. Yeah, yeah. They're sending Morse code to the ship. And they get a signal back. And Faraday's like, oh, yeah, everything's all right. <laughs> and then... The but, worst liar in the world. Oh, he's the worst <laughs> liar. And then Bernard's like, liar! <laughs> <laughs> And he says it just like that. <laughs> because Bernard knows Morse code. And he's... Uh, Mentiroso. He said what they said back was, what are you talking about? The doctor is fine. Yeah. And Jack's like, why are you lying to us? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're not really well, supposed yeah, to. He straight up says, you were never going to take us yeah. home, were yeah. you? And... 
Faraday has to finally concede yeah. and say just straight up no because yeah. they've skirted around like the literally hasn't Faraday already said like well that's not exactly that's not well a, yeah, the yeah. first thing he said when he landed but he was I'm here to rescue you yeah. and then it comes out you know a couple episodes <laughs> later right. well that's not exactly our first priority yeah. and here is where we get the very definitive no yeah, it was never gonna happen it, yeah um, and then Jack walks Liar. off. Liar! <laughs> Jack walks off in pain. Um, and that's, Manly pain. This always. is why I'm like, is this a stress ulcer? <laughs> that's yeah. what I was thinking. And that's the episode, guys. What an episode. What an episode, <laughs> yeah. indeed. You want to know what's funny? I totally remember Alex's death. Like, this is, yeah. talking about memory and, and the fallibility of memory, um, I totally remember Alex's death being the end of the episode oh, yeah. like yeah. which it's That's not like at all halfway through, it, it comes yeah. halfway uh-huh. through yeah. which is bonkers if because you think about it. it seems like the perfect moment of her lying then and she's just there right, yeah, yeah it seems oh. like a perfect cliffhanger moment and it, it comes halfway it's through it's, it's just kind of perfect that it's not because the whole point of yeah. it is how it's just not that important to it, me just whatever it's also yeah. one of those things that like in my head i seek I see it all in one shot, Kimi pulling the trigger, and I go, but it's not. No. You cut back to her, and she's dead. She doesn't die. The shot doesn't happen on camera. The shot happens off camera. camera. But in my head, it does that, like, psycho thing, how the knife never penetrates uh the body. uh But in my head, in my memory, Uh it's like, oh, you watch her, like, Mm. but no, you don't. Um, Okay. Jacob, I'm going to (laughs) start. I was going to say, I think we might all have the exact similar Jacob. Jacob. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, if I want to get, like... Like, that whole sequence, when Alex dies, is just tremendous. It's an all-timer. It's an it's iconic. I mean, I guess we could get to, like, a, a if we want to get micro about stuff, we could be, like, you know, I'm, you know, I mean, just Michael Emerson's performance, just the shock look. Maybe I'll just go specifically, specifically shock. the shock yeah. look. The acting, Jack Bender's directing, yeah. the editing of it, even, yeah. you know, the choice of, granted it was uh, network constraints probably, but the mm-hmm. choice to, to, not to, not ha- to not have it on screen as mm-hmm. it happens, but to cut to a few moments after. Yeah. The dialogue. I mean, we've talked mm-hmm. extensively about the dialogue, and like, I can't remember. The use it, of close-ups and long shots. Yeah. I th- like, uh-huh. The constant close-ups on everybody's face, and then when it happens, cutting back to that mm-hmm. long shot. I think, oh, I think it was you, Matt, who made the great point of, oh, this is how it go down in real life. Yeah. Like, Ben's not getting out of this. Yeah. And also, when a body falls, it's not dramatic. That, that shot, when she just falls, just crumples, and Kimi's like, okay, whatever. That's it. It's Violence is it's real. Yeah. It's horrible. It just happens. That's it. Um, I mean, I, I'll... Assuming we all want to take something from this scene, and that's not, I don't, you know, no, don't no, have you're, to, you're absolutely right. But, I mean, my, but I'm, I would, I'll, I'll go with yeah. the Emerson shocked okay, face. Gotcha. That'll be my specific. Okay, all right. Uh, Megan. I'll, I'll go with the the, the cinematography uh, of mm-hmm. e- slash editing of like the constant close ups on Emerson's face and Alex's face. Um, and keep like you know as the scene builds it gets closer and closer and then it happens and then boom we cut back to that master it's it's a master class in yeah. how distance from a subject on camera 
really does play into storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mine, mine is the editing specifically. And um, because uh, it just is so perfectly timed, uh, goes so well with the music as it swells. You know, Kiyoshino always fucking brings his A game. Always. Yeah. Always bringing that A game. Always. Um, and I honestly can't remember if it's the same editor that did The Constant, which is just a masterpiece of, of television editing. Um, but it's just a continuation of how many of these great scenes are made by the editors. Now, I wish I could remember the name. Was it Semmel? Mark Semmel? I want to I pull that out of my brain. I could be totally pulling that from somewhere else. So, uh, But anyway, uh, it, the editing specifically is so good. And even like that shot of Ben works because of, as we said, how long it lasts. That's a directorial and editing choice of saying, we're going to give you this moment, and then we're going to put you in commercial so you can fucking think about it. <laughs> Uh, what's your man in black, man? Uh, you know, it's it's tough with this episode it's because very it's tough. such a good episode. That's why I threw it to you first. <laughs> I know, I know. Thank you, I appreciate that. Will has to ruminate for a moment. And don't get too excited, Megan, here. But I am going to point out, my man in black, even though it's a great moment, is Ben can just summon the smoke monster. And <laughs> what are the rules of what the smoke monster wants, of what he's... He, because we now know it's a he. At the time, were we really clear? Were the writers clear? It's kind of a strange set of rules about... Nobody knows! (laughs) And and so it's a fantastic moment, but I do, having seen the series as a whole, saying, okay, well, does the smoke monster really want to help out Ben? Does he just want to get the mercenaries off the island? Maybe that's it. It's kind of unclear knowing that the smoke monster is a person with his own agenda. What's your what? game, Smokey? What's yeah, your game? Yeah, so that, that's it. And, and that's, that's like a, a long... Uh, but it has nothing to do with this episode or this yeah. season. It's a, it's a fantastic episode. There's nothing wrong with it. Heck, but looking even in, the moment when it rolls in, it's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. uh, with some dated CGI, but it's still pretty it still awesome. It still works. Yeah, they do that thing where it's, it's night, so they can kind of cheat the they, flashes and the smoke. It was smart and, that they picked yeah. smoke as their thing. Like, yeah. it's, it's an easier thing to fake <laughs> yeah. CGI. So that's it. That's uh, Megan? Um, not to sound like a broken record, but I've actually talked about the moment of Alex's death mm-hmm. before on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't... I remember when it happened. Granted, again, it's an extremely memorable thing. It's great to see Ben punished for his hubris. Um, it's great... Again, the acting on Emerson's part is absolutely phenomenal. But I'm like, in this episode... Two female characters are fridged yeah. for the sake of dude's development. And that bites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nadia deserved better, and I think Alex deserved better too. Although, granted, again, this was at a time where deaths like Alex's were not common on television. Well, that's One, because the she's other thing. young. Yes. Um, two, I think technically because she's a girl too, we kind of inherently right. expect girls to kind of make it out of situations yeah. like this. And three, because she she you you would think a character like that who's been on the island all, all her life would play a greater role in things. And so to have her killed so unceremoniously is shocking. Yeah. And it's something that television shows would you know moving forward like very very prestige television would take that mold of like okay we're gonna take this character that people are rooting for and that they think are gonna be okay and we're just mm-hmm. gonna kill them because that's life sometimes yeah. um uh i i think 
that's cool and I think it's interesting to see how Lost had a great impact on prestige, modern prestige right. television in that regard. That being said, Nadia and Alex both get fridged for the dude yeah. characters in their life and that kind of sucks. Yeah. Male motivation coming from a female dad. Yeah. It sucks. It's yeah. not as as a woman I can't ever not see it when it happens and not that it's inherently bad in every single situation because there are a lot of movies where that's used as main motivating factors that I I like. I like sure. The Crow as a perfect example, but like I don't know, man. Sometimes it just sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of sucking, I don't know, Jack. He's walking <laughs> around sweating in pain. I got this. Is a tough one to come up you with. Don't, you I don't like, like a, this appendicitis plot I don't line. I like the appendicitis plot. Maybe I will. I don't know. But yeah. I, I, I don't know. I got nothing. I, I just like. This episode's so good. Why do we got to keep yeah. cutting back to him being indignant and sweating? My, yeah. <laughs> my thing is we need to kill more male characters for female motivation so that it's an equal you playing know field. Been, <laughs> been, you know what would have been fucking wild? If Jack died from this pendicitis. Yeah. That would have yeah. been yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. That's what The Detective been. Kate's the lead from now on. Um, Matt, thank you so much for coming oh, back. Oh, yeah. On. Thank you for having me. Um, tell the people what they go around here. Uh, well, I'm on Twitter at, I think, GuerreroPMG. I always forget my handle. That's probably it. Um, but really, um, I'm working with Drunk Monkeys, um, and uh, we have a new issue that's out today. We're a literary magazine, and, and we have a new issue uh, out today. Um, also... Uh, this is this is going to go up, like, way later than today. Oh, good point. Good point. <laughs> but, but nevertheless, <laughs> though, there's an there issue are, There are you're issues const- happening. You're constantly you're right, working you're right, on you're right, new right. stuff. You're right. We're always putting out new stuff. Um, also, uh, we do a podcast on Twin Peaks, where we go episode by episode with uh, uh, co-host uh, Colleen Carney Hefner and your buddy Chris Pruitt. Uh, yeah, way to go, Chris! Yeah, yeah. So, um, and we're we're into the shitty episodes. Uh, <laughs> you're, into, you're into season two. Yes, we're into I season two. We're just starting. No idea what you're talking about. But, yeah. but where do you get to the return? I, I know. You know, I've never seen. Okay, well, not to get too far into this, but I had. I was traumatized by Twin Peaks at 10 years old um, for very specific reasons that I've talked about on that podcast. So listeners, you can go listen to that podcast yeah. and find out why. But uh, so I stopped watching uh, at the, the episode where, let's say, the killer is revealed. Yeah. Um, that just froze in my brain. And I could not watch Ooh. Twin Peaks. I was traumatized by it, literally. And then I've rewatched it over the course of this series. It's such a, uh, this uh, you know, podcast we're doing, and it's been such a great experience to like, See it with Confront adult eyes. Fear. Yes, no, yeah. absolutely. To literally do that and then to see what Lynch is doing is so fucking ahead of his time. It's crazy. Oh man. And then, then, then I guess we're about to get into a bunch of shit. And so I've never seen season two past that moment. I've never seen the return. I'm really excited to the see the return. It is so it's as good as anything <laughs> you'll yeah. ever see. Yeah. Um, Megan, what can be one? You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Menguin. That's T H E. Excuse me. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I also have a podcast uh, with the Rooster Team where we talk about Rooster Teeth-related productions. And I have a YouTube channel called Silver Screams where me and my co-host Katie talk about horror things. Talking about confronting your fears. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. If you see something real scary as a kid and you come back to it as an adult and you're like, this is awesome! <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at The Real Will Link. 
Uh, you can buy my book, Crazy About Kurt. You know, it's on Amazon. Buy that book. <laughs> buy that book. I forgot. Well, I was going to show up in a Crazy About Kurt t-shirt. Oh, I meant to do that. Oh, Season five. I'll get, I'll get the shirt. <laughs> if, you, if you have me back. <laughs> don't forget. We're going to bring you back, but you cannot forget. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at No Love Lost Pond. Uh, so, Matt, thank you. You will be back in season five. Think about what you want to do. LaFleur, maybe? LaFleur, maybe. You know, actually, 316 has a really interesting exchange, a theological exchange, and I am a theology student, so I'm very interested in you know talking what? about that. I'm yeah. writing it down now. Please okay. do, because I have no context for that. <laughs> I have blocked so much of seasons five and six from my brain space. Oh, you know what? I, I, sorry, I know we're wrapping up, but during um, lockdown... I did rewatch the back half of Lost. Uh-huh. And Megan, you're not prepared for how much you're going to like these seasons. <laughs> it's going to work for you. You're going to love these fucking time traveling bunnies. You're going to no, get one tattooed on your shoulder. I'm not you're going to love it. You're going to like it more. I'm still You, you are. You I, are. I think I'm going to like it's it Juliet more. It's Juliet all over again. Here's the thing. I think I'm going to like it more than I think I will, but probably not nearly to the degree that you will. Fair point. I think by the time we get to the end of this podcast, we are going to be at sort of a zero-sum game where, <laughs> talk about like wild predictions, I think I'm going to appreciate the show more than I did when it ended because mm-hmm. that's I that's how I feel now. I appreciate the show more than I do than I did when it ended, but I still acknowledge that it has a ton mm-hmm. of flaws that I can't really forgive, and I think <laughs> Will will see Will, more of the flaws. Will will come out of it with a, a love of the series that is as strong as ever. But he will also acknowledge, hey, it's not as perfect as I thought it was. You're going to move into this baby. You're going to right <laughs> date into the same photograph. The difference That's is, <laughs> I just won't give a shit. <laughs> and until next time, see you in another life, brother. Hey there, everybody. I'm Will Link of No Love Lost. With me as always... Megan Salinas. Hey, everybody. And we're here to talk to you about the podcast Jukebox, a DIY podcast network. Uh, Yeah, the podcast Jukebox Network has been super supportive of us as we venture back to the island. Uh, And so we just wanted to take a minute to thank uh, them and to let you guys know that you guys should be supporting the other podcast put on by this fantastic network. If you are enjoying No Love Lost, definitely give a listen to many of the other podcasts, many of which are far less vanilla than we are. Uh, uh, Off the Cuffs, which is kind of the flagship show of the network. It is the BDSM kink podcast that kind of launched this whole network uh, off. You've got the Goth Librarian podcast. You have Being There podcast, a great storytelling podcast. You have The Queers Next Door, also on the network. Uh, Proud to be Kinky. Uh, Drinks with God. And a little podcast that's close to my heart, Megan. What is that one called? Will Sean Podcast? Yeah. Will Hmm. he? I don't know. Spoiler alert. uh, Not as frequently as usual. (laughs) But you should definitely subscribe to all these shows. Rate them. Listen to them on iTunes. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, these are all fantastic storytellers. It's so important to be sex positive. So go support these other podcasts. And uh, yeah, if you like us, you might like them. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. We're on the same network. <laughs> so yes, rate and subscribe to all these terrific shows. And don't forget to rate them all five stars. And also rate us five stars. Yeah, while you're at it, you're listening to us. Might as well give us a rating. <laughs> you're already there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>